You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. Last Wednesday was a milestone date in New Zealand basketball. It marked 45 years to the day since the Tall Blacks claimed their maiden international victory over Australia. Australia had previously beaten New Zealand in their seven meetings and came to New Zealand in April 78, 1978 that is, to play the Tall Blacks in a three-game FIBA World Championship qualifying series. Australia won Game 1 reasonably comfortably in Auckland, 93-71. The second game was in the newly built Walter Nash Stadium in the Hutt Valley. In front of a sold-out crowd, it was close all the way. Australia drew level at 65 all from the free-throw line with 15 seconds to go. 15 seconds, one shot in the game. If New Zealand makes it, the birthday cake is theirs. McDonald dribbling around, looking for the shot. He puts it up. Nothing. John Hill with the tap in. You saw it. They go into the lead. No time left. New Zealand has won a tremendous victory. What a game. What a game. A clutch tap in from young John Hill. Tremendous play from this New Zealand team. From nowhere, they have come to beat one of the best teams in the world. Australia finished eighth in the 1976 Olympics. New Zealand, after losing the first test by 22 points, comes back to win in the final seconds by two. 67-65, a tremendous effort. Yeah, tremendous effort indeed. The team was captained by John McDonald, included the Hill brothers, John, who you heard there, scoring the winning basket, and Stan Hill, one of the true icons of New Zealand basketball, who went on to play 144 games across 14 years for New Zealand. Nine of those years as captain. Stan Hill is with us. How you doing, Stan? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. 45 years ago, that was. How vivid are the memories? Oh, please. Makes me feel old already, just thinking about it. <laughs> what do you oh, remember most good. what do you remember most vividly about, about that day? Oh, that was sort of monumentous as history, you know, beating Australia. That was just a milestone for our team anyway. You'd been beaten pretty convincingly in Game 1 up in Auckland, uh, presumably a few days before that. When you got down to the Hutt Valley into Game 2, can you remember there still being, or, or being belief in the side that, that a win was possible? Yeah, we still had belief that we could, we could beat them because it wasn't it wasn't that strong an Australian team. And we thought we could have beat them in the first game, but, you know, we just uh, did a few things that... that they got it, got in front of us, and we couldn't get it back. But we were determined not to let them get in front of us in that game. So Walter Nash had only just opened then. I mean, it's still, still, uh, there's still basketball goes on there, on there now. But uh, was it quite a new facility? Do you remember the venue uh, well? Yeah, I do. It, it was a great, it was a great stadium. But um, I only just got off the plane from America, and I'd only been back in New Zealand about three or four days, and coming back to stadiums that uh, were built like I'm used to American stadiums where they're huge and sort of Walter Nash was, Walter Nash was to me wasn't that big but <laughs> it was nice it was a good stadium I was watching some of the footage actually when I was recording that audio it was just kids sitting around the side it's like one it's like a it's like a high school gym isn't it or a, you know a college gym with just people everywhere yeah, yeah no, there was people all over the place and of course when we won it just erupted and everybody was running everywhere so it was sort of it was great I think you'd just come back from a one-year stint at San Jose State University in California. So did you come back, did you feel like you were in pretty good basketball shape coming back? Uh, yeah, I was in really good shape coming back. And um, 
when I saw our players, I thought, you know, they might have a chance of winning this. And we managed to sneak one game off them, but we couldn't get the third game down in Christchurch. Your brother John came up big in the final minutes of that game. He, he got the winning bucket that we heard the audio of before. Um, how key a player was, was John in that, in that tall black side of that time? Oh, he was great. You know, he was he wasn't a great shooter, but boy, could he jump and get rebounds and and play defense for us. And that's what you need at that at that international level. I think. Did you foul out late in that game? Oh yeah. <laughs> I've seen yeah. that footage. I've seen that footage, Stan. It is one of the softest calls I think I have ever seen. Well, it was a no call, and and he knew it was a no call, but they, they just. To try and get the best players out of the game, they just call fouls like that. Were they Australian referees or something? Uh, well, they had this this stupid idea that they could have a New Zealand referee and an Australian referee to make it even. And, of course, the Australian referees would just blast off the court. I, like, again, I've, I mean, I saw uh, your reaction to it, which is totally understandable. And that you, first of all, there's disbelief, which then turns into, you know, a fair degree of anger. You're throwing the towel. I mean, so that's you fouling out. Basically, how long was there to go when you fouled out? Uh, I think it was about five minutes. Right, was, uh, right. Five or six minutes to go. So, you know, it was in the balance. Then the game was in the balance, and if they could foul you out, they'd get you out. Well, it was just a small part of what was an iconic basketball career for you. Uh, you know, how do you reflect back on your on your time as a player over all of those years now? When you think back, what stands out most to you? Oh, I actually still love the game. You know, I love I love watching the game. I love going to the games, and uh, you never lose that love for the game. And and the game's changed over the years with a lot of young kids playing now, and they're all big and they're all athletic. They're a lot bigger than us now, and they're more athletic. And but it's still a great game to go and watch. I think you had a couple of sons playing for a while. Are they still involved in the game? Uh, not anymore. I think one's coaching, uh, but they're not They're not playing anymore. They're, they're about 40 years old now. So. Oh, OK. Right. <laughs> I keep forgetting we're, talk- we're talking about four and a half decades ago in this game. So, yeah, I suppose your yeah. boys are a bit older now, yeah. And, and yeah. what about you, Stan? Do you still have any involvement in the game at all? Any official involvement? No, not really. No, I don't have anything. I play a bit of golf. That's about me now. Where, you're still based in New Zealand, though. Where are you based at the moment? Uh, I live in Coromandel, uh, on the Coromandel Peninsula in Coromandel Town. I've got a hotel there. Oh, no. Oh, so you, are you still running the hotel there? Yes, I do, yeah. Good stuff. Excellent. You get recognised much by basketball fans? Oh, uh, yeah, occasionally, yeah. I say hello to a few people all the time about basketball in this country. And Good stuff. Dad, of course. So. Yes, of, yes, of course, of course. Yeah, no, famous name, famous family. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad we got the chance to chat to you, Stan. Maybe we'll give you a call in ten years from now when it's the 55 year anniversary, and and have another yarn. Oh, make me feel a little bit older. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, mate. Hey, enjoy the rest of your Easter, and thanks for taking our call. Okay, thank you. For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday, or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.